0: Um, to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast. I'm Kyle Visson, one of the owners of Rise Up Fitness.
1: And I'm Addie Clark, one of the other owners of Rise Up Fitness.
0: Uh, this podcast is being presented to you. At Rise Up Fitness, uh, our goal is for you to be the best version of yourself. So we're here today to help give you the facts and educate you on all aspects of your health, fitness, and well-being.
1: On our podcast, we want to provide another medium for you guys to ask questions, um, elaborate on some of the choices that we make at Rise Up Fitness for health and fitness, and make our knowledge and experience accessible to you.
0: So on each podcast, you know, bear with us because this is our first one, but I think we'll kind of hit the ground running and get better with time. But our first podcast, we want to focus this one specifically on nutrition.
1: Yep. So we just started our Simple 30 Challenge at Rise Up Fitness a couple days ago. Today's or Yesterday was our first official day, Um, and we wanted to talk a little bit about what we're doing with the Simple 30. So the whole idea of the Simple 30 is to spend 30 days really, really dialing in your nutrition.
0: Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting thing because we talk to our members about this, and we talk to people in general. And one of those things in the beginning is like, okay, what is the diet or what is the nutrition plan? And that's somewhere where we have a slightly different view than I think most people on. The idea is not to go on a diet. The idea is not to follow a specific nutrition plan for 30 days, but kind of try to rewrite your habits and ultimately turn your nutritional choices into more of a lifestyle.
1: Exactly. So even though we all can't be perfect 100% of the time, the idea of doing Simple 30 is to be focused for 30 days to change the things that you can every day so that when it comes down to... A social event, a wedding, whatever it is, you can have your burger and fries and your wine and your cake and not worry about it because the rest of your life is pretty dialed in with those healthy habits.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's start out kind of with the basics. Um, what are the principles of nutrition? Um, and I think people get a little bit just overboard on this. It's very, very simple when you break it down. Hence, you know, simple 30, right? So clever. So clever. Um, so I think we can all agree, right? Real whole foods that you put in your body are going to be more healthy for you and are going to sustain you better, and you're going to feel better, and that's like kind of the best thing for your health and nutrition. So, if you don't agree with that principle, we got a long ways to go, but let's just assume that everyone listening to this podcast kind of agrees with that. So, I think that is the main purpose. Let's put real foods into our body. Let's ditch the process. Let's ditch, you know, the sugary, all that kind of crap, and then on top of it, let's just get portion control, and that doesn't mean measuring everything individually. It doesn't mean going crazy with, you know, how much exactly ounces that I eat, but let's eat in reasonable portions.
1: Yep. And one of the things to remember is that this is challenging, not because that food is gross or hard to make or difficult to find, but more so because all of the processed stuff is so much more available in our society. It's everywhere. It's the easiest things in the supermarket are to buy a whole bunch of frozen stuff and microwave it. We know that, and we're not saying that it's the easiest thing on the planet to just eat whole food. We wish it were, but it's one of the things that when you make that commitment to do it, finding those simple things in your diet and in your life is actually going to be easier, less expensive, and better for you in the long run.
0: Right. And so that's the whole point, I think, and the key of this is it's definitely not easy in our society, and I think we can all agree on that, but it's very, very simple if you want to do it. People to get a little more complicated. And I go into this because you hear about all these diets, right? You know, A long time ago, it was more of like low-calorie diet, low-fat diet, and kind of the new rage is kind of more the low-carb diets, right? You hear about paleo, Atkins, South Beach, you know, the newer ones that I'm hearing more of, like, you know, a keto diet or a ketogenic diet, um, which all those kind of are based on lower carbohydrates. And then you can even get into things, like I've had conversations with people, like, what about intermittent fasting? Like, what do we do there? Um, which,
1: like, would be great if you could just intermittently fast between, like, your burger, eight fries, a little right. fast, time for some more wine. That's
0: the key. It doesn't matter what you're eating as long as you're intermittently fasting, right, now oh, I wish that worked. I think we all wish that worked, but we know that that doesn't work. So... What we want to bring to the principles is not focusing immediately, at least in the very beginning, on a specific diet, but focusing on the big picture. And I think that the big picture is, you know, it's eating real food, okay? We get away from that when we start talking about all these individual diets and the macronutrients and all we're doing, but it's really putting good, sustainable food into your body. I mean, you'd agree with me, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Well,
1: one of the big things when you see these like low calorie, low fat, low carb So many of those things are actually processed to make them that way. And a lot of times they add stuff to it that's not great. So if you, I mean, the low fat diet craze was a terrible time in everyone's history. But if you look at some of the low fat things that are specifically made that way, you'll notice that when they take out the fat, they've actually added in a lot of times sugar, especially in dairy products to make it taste like it has more cream and more fat in it. So you've gotten rid of like a few grams of fat, then you add in 10, 15, 20 grams of sugar and you're like, what is the trade off here? This is not great.
0: Exactly. And so before we get, you know, before I have these conversations with people about what is this specific diet that's best for me? First, we just need to say is, can we get rid of the processed stuff and put real foods into our body? And so this is one of those things. I don't even like to break down macronutrients with clients. I don't like to talk with them about, you know, how many of your ratios can, can excuse me, should come from fats, carbohydrates, you know, lean meats or proteins, like we don't even need to get into that. The first thing we need to do is clean up our diet and eat clean, okay? So that's the number one thing. I won't even talk to people about breaking it down and, you know, logging things until they've been able to, quote-unquote, eat clean, for lack of a better term, but eat real foods and cut the processed stuff for three months. And we forget sometimes that it takes a little bit of time for our bodies to see results. You know, if you've put on a little bit of extra weight in the last 10 years and maybe you put on an extra 10 or 20 pounds in 20 years, if you think you're going to turn on and take that off in a week or two, that's not realistic. That's not sustainable. That's not healthy.
1: And that's not fair to yourself either. You yeah. have to give yourself a little bit of time. And that's another thing that's huge. So we've gone over this, right? Eat real food, eat reasonable portions, and give yourself time to be consistent. Right. Because if you are doing this for a week and you decide it's not working, you haven't given it time to work. Right. right? And we talked but one of the other things I wanted to mention was we talked about low calorie, all this other kind of stuff. People love to be very say it's so easy because it's just calories in calories out. And that's true. That equation exists, but you have to think about the fact that your body is different from everybody else's body. And there are like 3 million other variables to be considered in here. So instead of going crazy about, well, maybe I should go to, you know, get my DNA tested. Am I sensitive to this? Should I do that? And it doesn't matter if I'm 55 versus 54 and all these other things. You have to go back to what's real and what's healthy for you, because that is something you can customize so much more than worrying about Do I need to check my body fat percentage to figure out how many
0: almonds I should eat per day? Right. And I have this conversation with them. And the people that we see have results. If I say eat clean, eat healthy, don't eat processed foods, and commit, and you make a three-month commitment, 99% of the people I've worked with see the results that they're looking for, whether that be they feel better, they perform better, they lose weight, and they see those things after three months. If you get to that point where you can say I've legitimately cleaned up my diet and I've eaten real food for the last three months and maybe I've lost some weight but you feel like you're at a plateau or you're not performing well or you need those extra set of things, that's definitely a conversation we can have at that point. And those kind of people that I see are people, you know, maybe let's say you're an elite or professional athlete, you're trying to gain 1% or 2%. You know, based in your, and that might make a big difference in your performance, something in that situation, or maybe you're putting your body in an extremely stressful situation. You know, I've had people that say, I'm going on a backpacking trip for, you know, weeks at a time and I need to know, dial in my nutrition. And those things are stressful situations that we put our body in. But for the average person, for day to day, if you get rid of the processed foods, you get rid of the crap, you eat real food and you commit to a time, You're going to see the results you want. And then after that conversation, after that point, then we can start talking about the little minor details, which I think are less important overall for most people, not everyone, but most people in our society.
1: Exactly. So if you're not an elite athlete or someone who's trying to do this very specific, I have to get through a 10 hour race or something like that, then there's a little bit more wiggle room in terms of what works for you. So if we're talking about eating real whole food all day, you're like, okay, well, does that mean how much should I eat in the morning? How much should I eat in the afternoon? How much should I eat for snack? And that's where we can get a little bit more customized. So you want to keep an eye on your portions. You want to keep an eye on how much you're eating per day. So that's a general idea. So that's you know lots and lots of veggies, a good amount of fruits, about you know three portions of protein. These are the general ideas that we can get in there. But when it comes down to, okay, well, my work is such that I get up super early in the morning. I don't have time to cook. And I'm really, really busy during the day. And then I get home at night and I eat everything. That's been my pattern. Then we have a conversation and say, hey, okay, well, let's look at good food proper portions and say, why don't we prep all your food at night so that when you take it to work in the morning, you know, I have my breakfast good to go. I have my snack good to go. I've got my lunch. And then when you get home in the evening, you're not ravenous. You know, eat everything in your fridge. So those are the conversations you have about
0: lifestyles. Exactly. And I think planning is a key that you said. It's like that is probably more important than actually knowing and knowing what to eat is the planning is what really takes into it. So that's huge. And that's
1: such a part where color coding comes in handy. But. Right. Also, it's the part that people don't want to do. They're like, I don't, you know, and I totally get it. You don't want to take an extra hour or two hours on your Sunday and sit and write down what you're going to do or even plan it out in your head. You're like, oh, I'll just wing it. And I do this and winging it usually results in eating ice cream for breakfast.
0: Bad choices on there. And honestly, when you plan, you actually end up taking less overall time in the future. And so it helps for busy people. You're actually better off planning. So... So that's kind of our kind of gist on it. Now I know we didn't get into any fine details on there, but we had a lot of really good questions from our members at Rise Up Fitness, and we loved our community. So we're going to kind of think dive in now to a few of the questions, and then we can get a little bit more into some of the details about what's going on there. So first, um, first question we had here, um, we had one similar questions from both Avi and Sonia, which were, "What is the truth on?" uh, uh, Avi said, "What is the truth on low slash no carb diets?" And Sonia says something similar, which is, "What are the benefits concerns with?" keto diet, um, and lifestyle. And so I'll just, um, keto, a keto diet for those of you who don't aren't really on it is similar to a lot of the low carb diets where we're trying to you know, get those ketones activated and really go low carbohydrate and really focus on more of the healthy fats and you know, those kind of things, dairies in there, cheese, those type of things, but really get that very, very low carbohydrate diet. So,
1: so if I understand it, what it's promising to do, right, is it's supposed to put your body in ketosis, which is then supposed to convince it that it should burn fat.
0: Yes. All the time, instead yeah. of
1: just using your carbs, right? Totally. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds a little bit like the Mean Girls part where she eats the nutrition bar and she goes, "It just burns all your carbs. It just I'm, burns I'm up all your carbs." I'm not as familiar
0: with Mean Girls as you are, but we'll just take your word for it. On yeah, that, we'll right? work on that. Okay. So yeah, that I mean, exactly what Addie said is is exactly That's what it tells truth. you it's supposed to do. That's what it tells you it's supposed to do. Okay. Now, I would. There's someone who's like, should I do keto? Should I go? Should I do keto? Is it the diet? Should I do? Is it the fat? Is it the rage? And I'd look at them and say, is this going to be your lifestyle? Are you going to be keto from now for the next 10 years? Yeah. And the answer is, uh, no, I'm probably not. I'm probably not going to eliminate all carbohydrates. Now, can it have an effect and can it have a benefit to lose weight quickly? Absolutely. But it's usually not a sustainable weight, and that's number one. And number two, I think that the person usually who's doing keto can see a lot of benefits from maybe going on a lower carbohydrate, meaning that you're not eating all the processed foods, but you are adding fruit, you are adding some ancient grains, you know, that's healthier grains, and then eating lean, most of your diet is vegetables and lean proteins. And I think that that is the better way to start out if you're, this is not something that you've done in the past, right? We don't want to go from zero to a hundred immediately because you can see a lot of results without doing keto even in, in, even if weight loss is your goal, you don't need to be rapid. And that's usually not the most effective way long-term.
1: Well, I think the other thing that I've heard with people in keto, and I've heard it from a few people is it's, it's recommending that you're eating these high protein, high fat things, which are not bad for you, but they do tend to be very high calorie as well. So a lot of people have gone kind of the opposite direction when they're trying to do keto and they've done, okay, I'm cutting out all my carbs, but that means that you know if I work out and after I work out, I'm really hungry, and my I'm not going to go and replenish it with a banana as much because I'm trying to cut out carbs. I'm instead going to go eat, you know, a tub of hummus or because it's yeah. good with cheese. I'm going to have a whole bunch of cheese and crackers, or not crackers, but, right? You know what I mean? And then they end up eating, taking in all these calories that they don't need totally. And, and for and... some people, I think it, it's, it can be really tough on their digestion. So that's what another thing that I've Absolutely, experiences of, of that I've heard with keto,
0: and kind of the last thing I'll say about that is I believe in a lower carbohydrate diet. Now making it your focus, people s- like stay away from fruits because oh my god they have so much sugar. But the truth is is like, let's say you just sit down in one sitting and you eat an apple, a banana, and an orange, three hundred calories, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like a ton of food, right? Okay, how easy is it to eat three pieces of bread or two large pieces of bread at a, a sitting oh, and a sandwich? Easy. Very easy, right? Or a handful of chips or a handful of crackers. The fruit has so much nutrients and all that other stuff I just named has very little nutrients. So it's not that we need to be super low or crazy low or no carbohydrate, but let's get on the lower end of carbohydrate and let's put healthy carbohydrates into our body. And then if you're demanding a lot from yourself, if you're doing intense exercises, which we recommend that people exercise regularly at a good, hard effort multiple times a week, the low, the ketogenic diet or the low, low, low carbohydrate is not going to allow you to perform your best. And so that might not even be the best situation either, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to jeopardize our workout. So let's go low-ish carbohydrate. And like smart I'm, carb
1: too. I I mean, smart carb, that are, healthy carbs. That are Absolutely. complex, that are going to give you more of that filling, you know, the fiber, things like, like rolled oats and um, Ezekiel bread and things that are more complete carbohydrates. So yeah. give you more love than just like crackers. Yep. Even though I love crackers.
0: True. Okay. Um, going into more about what our principles are and what it is. I'm going to go down to the next question, I think, which was from Megan. So she asked me, how many cheat days do you allow yourself per month? Meaning how many days do as I think she's referring to the trainer. So we're going to get this a little personally, because I think that, that mm-hmm. might be interesting to some people, but how many cheat days, meaning how many days are you not perfect per month? Um, and she's wanting to know, like, how many days do I need to be on and how many days do I need to be off?
1: Well, I would say number one, I don't, I don't love the phrase cheat days because what that encourages, and we talk about this a lot too, is to, to throw away a whole day, so to speak. And when I say throw it away, it means like, okay, I've decided that I'm going to have a glass of wine. And since my glass of wine is not in this, you know, whole foods, whatever program that I'm in, I'm also, I'm just going to call the day, you know, done. And I'm going to have pizza and mac and cheese and burgers and ice cream and all this stuff because it's my cheat day. So I'm just going to eat it all on one day. And I think that that kind of thing is really unhealthy to go super, super healthy and then essentially binge on a whole bunch of crap. Plus, you feel like crap after you do it. Um, so I would say in terms of like how many cheat days do I allow myself a month, I don't I don't call them cheat days. When it comes down to how many days do I allow myself treats like that, I would say it's, I mean, a fair few when I'm not being super focused. And then when I'm being super focused, it's probably more in that one to two to three Range. If I'm doing like simple thirty, I'm maybe gonna have three days in the month where I've decided to have a glass of wine at a wedding or yeah. something, or I've decided that I want it. But
0: I'm on the same as know. Addie. I couldn't even tell you how many cheat days. Yeah, because I can't I like quantify I, exactly. It really. I don't. I don't go through a week thinking about what are the cheat days and what are not. What I yeah. go through the week thinking about is what am I going to put in my body every day that's going to help me perform my best, right, or help me achieve my goals. And so the example is in my house. You know, when I'm eating regularly, and at our office at our work. We don't have crap. There's nothing laying around. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't. But the thing no, is, is yeah. that we just eat healthy, try to all the time. Now, does that mean that I'm out on the weekend at a happy hour with friends and, man, that burger is really good and it's got, you know, some dressing on it and whatever else? Does that mean I'm not going to eat that? No. You know, I might have a burger and fries, but I'm not going to think about, oh, my God, the whole day is wasted, right? I probably ate healthy this morning. I might have a beer and a burger. And that doesn't mean the next day is thrown out either, right? That mm-hmm. just means I might have a meal, And so some weekends are more. If I'm out of town for a wedding, yeah, that might be a couple meals or a couple days where I don't do, you know, great. But that doesn't mean that that day is thrown out or that I do that regularly. And there might be weeks at a time where I don't have, you know, anything bad because it's just not a part of my lifestyle. It's not a part of my habit. So what I tend to do is the days that, quote, unquote, are cheating or that I don't follow the plan are days that I'm out, right? I use that as kind of out. You don't eat out regularly and don't do it. And if it's in your house and it's not a regular part of your lifestyle, you don't have to worry about it.
1: No, Well, that's one of the things like I'm, I'm just aware of myself. And I know that if I have a pint of ice cream in the freezer, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to eat it all in one sitting. So for me making those things a little bit more special, treating them with a little bit more like, Hey, I don't do this that often. So it's really delicious when I go out with friends and I have, you know, French fries or onion rings, or, you know, my friend is like, Hey, let's get ice cream on Friday afternoon. I'm like, great. I'll go to to the actual store and buy an overpriced cup of ice cream so that it's You know, a special thing there. So it's always not in my freezer. And I think that that kind of mentality of like, hey, when I'm being really, really good day to day and I'm feeling good, those little things here and there, they're not cheating. They're part of this healthy balance in my life, Mm -hmm. but they're just something that I'm choosing not to do all the time because I know it's not the best for me.
0: Right. And Addie and I, we're sitting here from a perspective of we're pretty happy with where we are Reaching our goals nutritionally on a day to day basis, right? Mm-hmm. So, first, just to go over those people that are there in simple 30, you may, this may be a big change for you. And so, we wouldn't say, hey, just have those cheat days when you're involved in a 30 day challenge to change your lifestyle habits. But when you do get to a place, and you will get there, where you're happy and you're content, those days have those deals and those meals, as we were kind of saying, they have their place, right? Yeah, they but totally if, have their place. But if you're in committed your for the 30 days, like you really need to be committed. And that doesn't say you're going to be perfect, but You really need to be committed because it takes that 30 days of really being committed to really kind of change your habits. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's move on a little bit. Alex um, had a good question and I think- A couple of good questions. Yeah. And Blair had one that kind of went along with it. So I think we can kind of group these together. Alex had a lot of good questions actually. Mm -hmm. But um, this one in particular, he said, sometimes when I change my diet abruptly and increase my workouts, uh, my immunity seems to be affected as well. Are there any wellness, vitamins, or supplements you recommend for reinforcing immunity? And then Blair said, your thoughts on vitamins and supplements. If you take them, what are the things to look for? So this is a big one, right Addie? Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the hardest things because the supplement industry is not regulated. Like No, from the most FDA. of them are
1: not FDA regulated. They're independent, um oh gosh, what's it called? I'll have to think about it for a second. They're independent, um, not for profit groups that do tests on vitamins um and, and uh, supplements, but On the whole, they're not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. So that's just something to remember. And
0: the claims they make, they don't have to be truthful. Like if you have a claim from a, you know, even a fully, you know, item in the middle of the grocery store that's fully processed, they can't claim things that aren't true. Supplements, they don't have the same regulations. So they do. And they get caught up, and honestly, they're really expensive. Um, so like if what, you watch late night TV and right. there's
1: really weird supplement commercials come on and you're like, all right, it's time for bed. Totally.
0: Um, and I've done a lot in the past for my fitness. I've been everywhere from, you know, doing, um, you know, most recently I was doing 50 mile ultra endurance runs that take over nine hours. I've trained and done Ironmans in the past and everything else. And trust me, I've been around the supplements. I've asked the question. And the truth is, is that myself and the other friends and athletes that I know that are doing the same thing, the kind of the more elite you get, the higher up level and the higher level you're competing, honestly, the less supplements you take. of people don't need supplements. And what you need to be putting in your body is healthy, nutritious foods. And if you want to know if you're getting all the nutrients from your foods, why don't we clean up the diet? Let's eat healthy for a month. Go get a simple blood test to see where your vitamins and minerals are at. And if you really put vegetables and fruits on the forefront of what you're doing, and then go get a test from your doctor, a simple blood test, and most of them will do it under your insurance. You can really see. Am I low and deficient in certain things? Now, multivitamin is not going to hurt you, but a lot of times you're paying for an expensive multivitamin, especially if it's organic and it's sourced well, and you know, for lack of a better term, your body's not absorbing it and you're just peeing it out, and so you're wasting a lot of money. That's true. I know.
1: Well, but it's one of the things too that if you are if you are legitimately concerned that you're not getting enough of any particular vitamin, you should talk to your doctor. Absolutely, that is not a question for someone who's not a medical professional. So that's the number one thing. If you're really concerned about it, then you should definitely talk to your doctor. Um, but As far otherwise, yeah. Yeah.
0: pre-workout drinks, post-workout drinks, those, recovery shakes. For the
1: for the <laughs> okay, one thing I will say that I do take sometimes because this was something that I've had a conversation with my doctor about is vitamin D because I don't know those of you who have met me know that I'm not the tannest person on the planet, and I don't have very much. Time not the taniest, yes. In the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, puts on fifty sunscreen. No, it's a 100, 100
0: um, sunscreen daily. But it's, it's but it's done. something
1: that like we've had conversations about, and that was a choice that she was like, okay, you know. This is probably a good idea for you, um, and that's a very but, yeah. Very and that but that was Absolutely. like a conversation that came from. Me. It wasn't something where I was walking down the vitamin aisle and was like, hmm, I like the letter D. This sounds like a good idea. So yeah. definitely have that conversation if you're concerned. Otherwise, like we said, if you're taking a multivitamin, that's that's definitely not. Um, it's not going to hurt it's, it's not, not going to hurt, hurt, hurt you if you're taking. It, if don't you stop. About, like, talk to your doctor. But yeah, if you think about taking like you know, I I totally have vitamin C vitamins in my cabinet because when I feel like I'm getting sick, I always take one. The reality yeah. is, if I eat an orange, I'm getting. Just as many um, milligrams of vitamin C as if I take.
0: And you're probably, probably, probably absorbing it better, too. And I probably absorb me better.
1: So it's not they're not going to hurt you. But if you're really concerned about you're your feeling it in your immunity, it's probably also time to take your water intake up, drink a lot more water, and get a lot more sleep. Because yep. a lot of times those two things can make a big difference.
0: I think that's the number one thing going back to what it is. is like let's concentrate on the healthy diet. And, you know, that's the number one thing for recovery. Um, The pre-workout drinks you don't need typically, especially if it's an hour or less, you don't need calories. You might need, if it's the first meal of the day, you might need half a banana, a little bit of calories. Real food's always better. You Mm -hmm. don't need a ton. When you work out, you don't need to have a post-workout protein recovery drink right away. If you can eat real food within the next hour, you're usually totally fine. If you need a little snack, banana and almond butter, something like that, a great option. Um, and then one last thing going back to what Addie touched on because she was 100% right. Alex was saying, I feel like I get run down. And I think a lot of what we neglect is not only the nutrition. If your nutrition good, you're going to recover better and you're not going to get sick, but sleep. Okay, We w- live in this world of we're so busy, everything else, and I'm that way. Addie's that way. We're all there. But with that being said is the number one thing you can do to protect your immune system is sleep. That's when you release hormones. That's when your body recovers and repairs. So my rule of thumb, especially if I'm training for a hard event or hard race, if I wake up two or three mornings wrote dead to the world and my alarm goes off, I know i 'm not getting enough sleep if i 'm kind of tossing and turning i 've looked over at the clock and i 'm kind of half awake I know i 'm okay. And so what does that mean? It just means I need to go to bed earlier. So a lot of times, especially when you're, you know, doing a nutrition plan or you're working out more than you regularly, just the sleep, the sleep will do more for your immune system than any supplement, than even nutrition on, on a whole. But if you, especially if you have that nutrition down and get your sleep, that's going the Yeah. And there's help. just
1: been more and more studies that sleep is so much more important than we thought. Um, and I just want to say regarding like the pre-workout and post-workout drinks, there are, because I personally as like, a, you know, 20s. Woman, get all of the you know your targeted ads on Facebook and stuff, and so many of them are these like special like cherry lime flavor branched <laughs> chain amino acid things. They're just like they're not they they do such a good job of trying to get you to buy this and, and promising you, think you, you need that it. if your It you're sounds great, well yeah, right? because I'm thinking like oh you know what I would love to go just a little bit faster on the climber. I would love to get to like expert on the ski every time. Maybe if I get this lime green glow in the dark right. drink then I drink it before that it'll change my life. They're so good at that. But you really don't need that stuff. They are they are so good at advertising and playing on the things that you want to achieve that you can actually achieve with things that are good for you. Right. Without if you go and, and read it, the ingredients on these things, you can't because it's just seventeen X's and three N's in a row. It and to be make honest,
0: <laughs> you know, these are not cheap. Like you can easily spend it between oh, thirty yeah. and ninety bucks a month for getting these post and words Fifteen and, servings
1: right. in your 32 yeah. you know, dollar thing that has ten dollars shipping, and they they totally get right. people. And people
0: will be like, "But fitness is so expensive." When I tell tell people who are doing that, I was like, "Save the ninety bucks per month you're spending on your thing. Go sign up for a couple more fitness classes. Go hire a coach. Go get some advice. Like invest that in actual physical, you know, workouts. Yeah. Those type of things. That and I will say about so much um, better."
1: About protein drinks because I'm vegetarian, so one of the things that I struggle with sometimes or that I worry about is that I'm not getting enough protein. Um, and so I do – I try to get the great majority of my protein from real foods, from things like Greek yogurt and beans and lentils and eggs, um, so I do eat eggs and things like that. Um, I do buy some protein powders, and I try personally to go more of the um, vegetable protein route, so pea protein, things like that. Um, there are some really good ones. But if you, just because my body doesn't really like whey protein that much. Yeah. I think those are bad. There's yeah, Vegas those at aren't Costco. Yeah, but you just ones. those. That's another thing where that's fine to have in your diet and in your life. You don't necessarily need the extra 250 calories right after your workout if you're not doing like a whole bunch of workouts per day. If that's one of your kind of meals or snacks that you've worked into your plan, that's different. But when you're reading those, just look at the ingredients because there are a lot of protein powders that are really simple. Um, and don't have a whole bunch of crap in them, but there are also a ton that have a bunch of crap in them that right. you don't eat.
0: Yeah. Okay. Moving on a little bit. Um, this is a great question from Paula. This is one of these nutrition myths. These are the things that we like to debunk on the show and just talk about because these are things that people hear all the time I and like then to you'll debunk. hear it on you know, some New York times and then you'll, it'll be going and it'll it's become like fact from getting someone. Getting out right? of my bunk bed in college. I'm so, debunking. <laughs> so Paula says, is it okay to work on on an empty stomach? I've been told there is... If there's nothing in the tummy, then exercise causes the muscles to be burned instead of fat. Is this true or is it fake news? news. Inquiring minds need to know. First of all, we love you, Paula. So much. Inquiring minds need to know. I I love this question. It's really good. I've known Paula for a long time, um, and she is in the gym very regularly, always working her butt off, and understands the value of fitness. Now, with this being said… Is it the best decision to work on an empty stomach? Well, if you're just starting out or something like a rise-up fitness workout or a workout program is new for you, I would say don't work on an empty stomach. You probably need a little bit of something in your system. It doesn't have to be a lot. That could be fairly simple, you know, banana, a little melon, just something very simple to kind of just put some energy in your system. Now Applesauce. Applesauce. If you're Paula and you do this regularly, I do this. I work on an empty stomach in the mornings all the time. If you're adapted to it, there's nothing wrong with it. How will you know if you're adapted? Well, if you really feel like you have that crash about thirty to forty-five minutes into the workout, and you have no energy left for the last fifteen minutes, you're probably not adapted yet. If you feel like you can maintain a strong effort all the way through your workout and kind of an even, consistently, then you're probably adapted. Now, and it
1: might be true for some people that you never quite adapt to it. You might not. And, totally. You know, because everybody's okay. different, and right. there are, there are ways that people's blood sugar process is different. That doesn't mean you need to eat a ton. Right. But if you feel good, there's no reason to force yourself to eat before because you're afraid it's going to burn your
0: muscle. Right. So if you're topped out on carbohydrates meaning you've eaten something before, you've got about anywhere from 60 to almost 2 hours of carbohydrate stores in your system to get you through the workout. So you're totally fine, right? If you wake up on an empty stomach, your body's used some of those carbohydrates during the night to repair its muscles and do what it does and release hormones and all that kind of stuff. So you may be a a little lower on carbohydrates in the morning. Okay? And that's fine. So what happens when your body runs out of carbohydrates? Well, first before we get into muscle it becomes much much more effective at burning fat as fuel and that's a good thing so it's not always bad and your body you want your body to learn how to burn fat so when it runs lower on carbohydrates and there's not this magic line it's not like i burn carbohydrates for 30 minutes and then fat for 30 minutes it's always a mixture but the mixture can change so your body will rely more heavily on fats which is a good thing during a workout um at once you're kind of adapted to that to really get into burning muscle and having problems with that, not only do you need to be working at high intensity, but it needs to be a long time. We're talking like three to four hours of workout without sufficient nutrition and then, then you're driving. Neuro- so for Paula, 99% of us here, we're not doing workouts longer than four hours. And most of us that are doing long workouts understand that they need to eat during it. So Paula, you're totally fine working on an empty stomach. I would recommend it if you feel good for the whole workout. If you feel you know sluggish at the end, you know, eat a little, a little bit before. a little bit before. So on there.
1: Um, all right. And then we had a good question. So some questions we have on food here. Um, Audrey had a couple questions on things. Okay. So some of these things we see like RX bars, perfect bars, bulletproof coffee, other kind of quick, high protein, high fat fixes. Um, thoughts on them. General thoughts. They're delicious a lot of the time. Yeah. But um, one of the things that so we put on our, our kind of meal plan this time, if you guys have it, if you're reading through it, but we have sort of the emergency stash, which is like Laura bars and RX bars. Um, those in particular are made of just a few real ingredients and that's why we have them on there but they're you don't want them to be your first line of defense you don't want them to your to be your first line of what you're eating every day so when you're trying to plan things i wouldn't put them in as like oh every day i'm gonna have this 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 and a lara bar that's not to say that you shouldn't stash a few of them in your you know desk or whatever so that they're fine um to keep them there so those are like things that i would say don't don't put them as your number one thing i know they're sweet they are kind of a Addicting. I mean those two things use dates, which is right. why they're sweet, but try to not have them all the time. Think, but they're not yeah. the end of the world.
0: Exactly. i hit the nail on the head here. you use them as emergency food. Mm-hmm. It's good to stash a few. Mm-hmm. It's a okay snack if you're out of it and you're starving and you know you're you know, a little shuffled, but don't have an R X bar or perfect bar or whatever every single day, right? Don't mm-hmm. don't that shouldn't be your snack every day. But mm-hmm. it's okay in emergency, not the end of the world. So use it as a as a backup. So
1: bulletproof coffee I've read a lot about, and I've read the kind of the purported benefits behind it and things like that. When it comes down to it, for those of you who don't know, Bulletproof Coffee is basically it's coffee that you blend up with a supposedly special kind of butter that has the right kind of triglyceride that's supposed to activate things in your brain and make you feel really good. Um, but you basically, you're when it comes down to it, you're blending your coffee with butter. Um, it's kind of what it is. Yeah. And. Having, again, like we said, fat isn't the enemy anymore. We know that. But it is adding a whole bunch of calories right. and fat to something that's not going to give you a lot of nutrition.
0: I think this is one of those once-in-a-while situations, right? It's adding, a
1: once-in-a-while situation. It's something I really need that latte. Love, if you love bulletproof coffee, then I'm not going to tell you you can never have it or that it's going to hurt you. But I wouldn't say if you're trying to get on this kind of very healthy path and, and you way, read that it's yeah. good – That you should be like, oh, I'm going to switch from using, from from drinking black coffee to drinking Bulletproof. Um, There are a lot of alternatives, like coffee creamer alternatives, that are made from almond milk, made from coconut milk, um, without sweeteners that I really, really like and I think are a lot better for you. Um, But is it the worst thing on the planet? No. Does it do all of the stuff it's supposed to do and make you brilliant and fix your brain and all that kind of stuff? A lot of marketing. I find it hard to believe. It's a
0: good option if you need a latte and you need that fix, maybe on the weekend, you know, good option. Every day, I wouldn't do it. Yeah.
1: Well, even so, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would choose something else, maybe.
0: All right. Rocio, I love this. Tips with dealing with sugar cravings or healthy suggestions like frozen grapes. So, first of all, sugar cravings. cravings. I don't as much as Addie, so I'm not going to pretend that I understand. (laughs) Addie is the sugar craving one. I would, I mean, you're going to tell me I'd much rather have something that's really fried and fatty than sugar any day. But I have had some experience with this. First of all, she said, like frozen grapes. Great idea. Yeah, frozen fruit, grapes are delicious. Get sweet. Fruit. Can't get go wrong. Sweet. Can't go wrong, right? And then yeah, I think fruit is a good thing. And then I think from there, the number one thing is, is dealing with sugar cravings. Again, we can't look at it as that, like, I'm depriving of sugar and depriving of sugar. I'm deprived, you know, it has to be more looked at like when you do clean up your diet and when you do eat regularly those sugar cravings start to be less and less and they start to go away and that goes through cravings on any of that processed food any of the crap you'd be surprised if you go clean for a month and there's a bag of doritos sitting on the counter they don't have the same impact on you My that they did right right, right that they did right when they started because there isn't and the other thing is once you eat really clean you'll be amazed at how sweet strawberries taste a good strawberries how sweet blueberries taste so you'll those be cravings amazed. you will have i've so been sweet i've been blown away <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Addy.
1: You just sound like one of those like health uh, gurus. So all.
0: now I'm the one that's uh, marketing here, right? Well, eat I would say, okay, as
1: someone who uh, experiences sugar cravings on the reg, yes, maybe um, should be the, one. the healthy treats like frozen grapes are a really good thing. I would say actually, when it the more that you don't eat the sugar regularly, the more you will be surprised that things like yogurt with fruit and bananas with almond butter start to taste sweeter. Um, that being said, if you need something that's like close to, you know, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time trying to like make the thing that most mimics sweets and be like, but it's clean. I think that's the wrong way to go. Exactly. But every once in a while things like if you blend a frozen banana up in a food processor with like chopped cherries or chopped, um, uh, strawberries or something like that, you'd be surprised how much it tastes like ice cream. And I say that as someone who loves ice cream and is an ice cream connoisseur. Things like that where it's it's little things or you, um, you know, there are things you can do where you sprinkle a little bit of like unsweetened cocoa powder in with your almond butter that you stick on your banana that makes it give it a little chocolatey kick that's yeah. not bad for you. So little things like that um, can really help kind of stay those cravings. And then that way when you do have something sugary, and this goes for me too because I'm, I'm sugar all the way. I'm not a big candy girl, but I'm a big baked good person. I love to bake. I love to eat it. Um, it actually helps you figure out your taste buds are smarter they figure out what's actually tastes good and then when you have something that's really not very good like when my dad thank you dad buys a bag of peanut m&ms after six months of me not eating a whole bunch of sugar i eat a couple and i'm like oh wow these are not that as good good." as (laughs) i remember right yeah which is a shame but better for you
0: right okay i think we have time for one more question here um, this is another debunking myth, and I loved that I love term. to debunk. Okay, let's do it. Let's debunk it. So Alex, how late is too late when it comes to your last meal of the day? What are your thoughts on eating too late into the evening? And this goes for how early should I eat? How late should I eat? How many meals a day should I eat? Is this timing? Is all crazy? What do we got, Addie? What do you got for me?
1: Uh, it doesn't really matter
0: doesn't matter no do you believe it I believe it people want to get super complicated what we want to do we want to make your life simple right mm-hmm. so we've done they've done a lot of research there's been a lot of papers published on this if you eat the same amount of calories and the same foods with nutritional value that means you can eat this amount of food and you spread it out throughout the day correct so mm-hmm. you could do it in five small meals you can do it in three main meals you can actually even eat it once a day it can be in the morning it could be in the evening you're going to achieve the same results, the same weight loss, the same performance increases, the same thing. So that's really what the key is. It's not this crazy complicated thing. Now, would I recommend you eat one meal in a day? No. Probably not the best for most people. They're and probably going to be you. very hangry and very not fun <laughs> I would, most of the day.
1: Yes. I would say the caveat is you. The eating sometimes in funky ways, like we said earlier, so if you're eating you know, like nothing up until 5 p.m. because you get busy and you don't do it, and then you go home and you eat it all at once, you're a lot more likely to eat stuff, one, that's not very good for you, and then to overeat. Right. So I would say the thing that you have to keep an eye on with that is not... It doesn't matter if you need to eat late. It doesn't matter if you, you know, say that you you worked at, at work until you know six hopefully that doesn't happen but maybe you did and then you had to run some errands and then you worked out at six thirty, and so you weren't done until seven thirty. but when you were at home when you were at work earlier you had you know your breakfast and your snack and your lunch so by the time you get done with your workout you're like oh i'm hungry for dinner but yeah. i'm not ravenous because i haven't eaten correct it's totally fine for you to go home yep. and have dinner
0: not gonna make a difference you can literally eat and go some people have problems with yeah. it sleeping but you can eat and go straight to bed and as long as if you have not yeah, overeating calories you. You. you haven't eaten crap today it's not gonna mm-hmm. matter but don't worry about it too much. What you
1: don't want to do is, like, decide no. at 9 p.m. You wake up and you you get all snacky and you're like, oh, you Absolutely. know what I'm going to do is go yep. to the fridge and whatever. And so, a lot of the times when that happens, and this is just a personal thing that I've noticed, but a lot of times I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Really, I'm just thirsty. Your yeah. body gets dehydrated when you're asleep. So if you wake up at midnight and you're like, I want to have a midnight snack, have a midnight glass of water. Yep. Which sounds...
0: Boring. not like fun
1: at all <laughs> but it, you try it
0: true so i think that was um you know a good start we're going to cut it off here so we don't leave you guys super super long and bored hopefully you found it somewhat you know entertaining and informative um, and so what we're going to do here what we're going to do here is we're going to have you guys kind of submit if you want to shoot us an email and let us know what you'd like to hear about we always want to do topics that our members want to hear about and what they want to you know, us to inform them and answer questions about. So mm-hmm. our email info at com, or you can just find our website, which is riseupfitnesssb.com. You can find us on there. If you've got recommendations, let us know what you want to hear about, what you want us to focus on and what you want us to talk about. And we're hoping to kind of get into a little bit of a regular routine right here.
1: You're just getting on a little bit of a regular routine? Is that slurring a little bit? Just a little bit. Well,
0: we'll get better as we go along. This is our first one. Give us a little break here. We're working on it. And, yep. of course,
1: if you guys want to meet us in person, if you haven't before, if you're listening to this because your friend recommended this cool nutritional podcast um, to them, then, of course, <laughs> come visit us. We are at 2273 Las Positas Road. Um, we do classes all day, and we'd love to have you guys come in for a free class if you've never been before. And if you are our members and you haven't made the rise up today yet, then get your butt over
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I'm going to throw a little deal on there. Um, We normally do a free class. If you listen to this podcast and you're a new member and you come in and say, hey, I heard your guys' podcast, um, we'll turn your uh, free day into a three-day pass so you can try it out for three days. Sweet. How do you feel about that, Eddie? Sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening, and hopefully we will be back very soon.
1: We'll be back debunking soon.
0: Bye.